The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, I want to address a question that comes up all the, all the, all the time when I'm teaching about developing your intuition. And I think it is the most common question that people have when they are learning to connect with their inner knowing. And that is, how do I know the difference between intuition and thought, right? And our thinking mind. And, you know, how do I discern? And even what is the difference? So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm pretty sure we've covered this on the show before, but, you know, I woke up this morning and the inspiration hit me in the shower, as it often does. And I just knew that it was time to hit this one up again. So here we go. So, and and the other thing I want to say too is that. What I'm going to talk about today is really my process. I'm going to give you a little bit of background of the science of mind because I think it's really important to kind of understand where your mind comes from versus where your intuition comes from because in some ways they're very different spaces. But it's also important to know that when you're having this human experience, like you're experiencing everything to some extent through the mind, right? Or through that lens of mind. And so oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes our intuition speaks to us through there too. And so learning to listen to your intuition is a subtle dance, right, between uh, between knowing the signs of what's intuitive and what's not, but also making that agreement to hear it more and more and to trust more and more the wisdom of your soul. Okay. And it's the mind that often wants us to go in and make all sorts of discernments and rules and understanding. And I'm not completely against that either. It can be really, really fun. But at the end of the day, and this was supposed to be my ending point, but I guess it's going to come through now. At the end of the day, when you're connected to your intuition on some level, you just know. You just know. And I'm going to explain my experiences for sure and some tools and tips and pointers we can use to understand and discern the difference. But spoiler alert, at the end of the day, you just know. And that knowing grows and expands the more you make that agreement to connect with that which is your higher self. Okay? So let's do this. 
So, you know, when I was plotting this out before going live, and I don't usually do that, as many of you know, I usually just stay completely in the now and see what the guides have in store for us. But today, and this has been happening a little bit more now, I feel like I'm being nudged to do some more writing, I think. Uh, but they gave me a fully formed little blog post. And look for that too, because I have a feeling we're going to write some of this down and, and it'll always come out differently because that is one of the things about intuition. It changes in every moment. You know, your mind wants to have that elevator speech or or that shtick, or that TED talk, or that thing that defines who you are. You know, but your intuition's more subtle than that, right? It's always working in the now. It's always working where you need to be in the present moment. It's always aligning you with your highest truth, your highest purpose in the now. And, you know, that always changes. And we don't get locked into just one thing. And I think that's really so important that I actually now want to do a whole episode on that. Huh? And I will after this. So one of the things that I was prompted this morning when I was pre-thinking on this episode is what is the difference between our mind, our human mind, and our intuition? Like psychologically, right? I'm a psychologist. And I know that in psychology, for the most part, most people define that term intuition, not everyone, but the vast majority, in terms of sort of our dumb unconscious, and sometimes they don't think it's so dumb, but anyhow, unconscious reasoning system. So if you read Daniel Kahneman's book, uh, he's a Nobel Prize winning economist, but he's really a psychologist. There's no Nobel Prize to be won in psychology. But anyway, his book, Thinking Fast and Slow, and he talks about how there's these two different modes of knowing, and there's the fast system, which he says are your heuristics, okay, not to get too technical. I don't think it's that technical. But it's that sort of fast pattern matching, those, those quick assumptions that we make, that we've learned to make about things that are right most of the time. And they happen quickly, and they happen automatically. We don't have to think, reason, or be conscious of them. It's just how the mind works, right? And then he identifies what he would call rational reasoning, or I don't know what word he uses, but the slower reasoned system where you are making intentional choices based on the facts and you are making conscious decisions, right? And that, he says, is the smarter of the two systems, but you know we can't use it all the time because it is limited. And most of the time, because he believes that our cognitive space, right, the space in which we think is a limited commodity, right, you have to save space. And so most of things are unconscious. Now, I don't believe in much of this at all. And I love Daniel Kahneman's work. And I actually have met him a couple of times personally. He was a professor at Princeton when I was there. So big fan. But I think what's missing from these traditional approaches to understanding the mind is spirit, right? <laughs> it's spirit. Of course, if you don't know that there's something more out there, right, you're going to create these models based in this idea of scarcity. And I just don't buy it. I just don't buy it. But again, if all you know is matter, that's the only way to go. So for me, intuition is not a dumb system. It's not our automatic processing, although sometimes it occurs behind the scenes. And in fact, I believe that most of our mental processing, most of what we call our mind is actually unconscious. We become conscious at the last moment and sometimes we interact with it and sometimes we interact with it unconsciously and we think we're making a choice and we're really just observing the choice that our unconscious reasoning has already made. And there's, there's really good research for this as well too. It's called the adaptive unconscious, and I 100% believe that. So I actually believe that most of your mental processing is unconscious, and you become conscious of the thoughts after the decision is made, and then maybe you rationalize it. 
Okay, so a very different approach. But however you want to think about it, for me, we need to uh, reclaim intuition from the realm of the dumb unconscious stuff and understand the way that I use the term, your intuition comes from your spirit. And when we have this human experience, right, we agree to have the vast wealth of our consciousness boil down or filter down to this little tiny drib and drab right? That is the human mind or how we understand the human mind and the frame for which we have this human experience. Another word for that would be the veil. So we agree to limit our vast understanding so that we can have this human experience. Your intuition is that piece of you that remembers all that you are and all that you know. Okay. I'm going to say that again because I love how it came through. Your intuition is the part of you that remembers all that you are and all that you know, even when you are ensconced in, that's a good enough word, in this human illusion, right? In this human experience. And intuition and mind in that respect work in very different ways because your mind is designed to help you have this human experience. Your mind is developed and based on all the experiences and teachings that you have had throughout your life. And the foundation of it is usually formed in about the first seven years, right? I used to study something called cognitive development. I actually used to teach on the graduate level, no less, how we come to have our understanding of the world. Right? And the development of our cognitive, which is our knowing, our reasoning, the way that we understand the world, abilities. And most of that we know is developed in the first seven years of life. And it continues up until adulthood. But the deal is this is something that is learned. This is something that we develop. Our brains are also developed in a certain way. And so you have the apparatus of the brain. And it's my belief too that the brain due to epigenetics, which is a word that I'm not going to explain, but just the idea that our society and our heritage and the experiences that go back through the generations also affects the DNA. It also affects the biology. And your mind, too, is a socially constructed entity, meaning as we learn, we learn from each other. We learn from our experiences. We learn from the dominant beliefs at the time. We actually learn how to construct our reality, our social reality, but also our real reality based on what we learn from others. And that is how our brain and this filter that is your brain, and my understanding is the brain doesn't produce consciousness, but rather it's a filter for consciousness that allows us to have this human experience. So I'm going to pause there for a minute. And we've talked about this on the show before. So if you're curious a little bit more about the neurobiology or the science behind it, two great episodes to check out are the first episode with Mark Gober, An End to Upside Down Thinking, which is his first book. And also either interview, because we've covered this topic twice now with Chris Niebauer, who is the author of No Self, No Problem. And Chris is a neuroscientist that talks about the brain and the left side of your brain creates your false sense of self. And how when we understand neuroscience and look at that research, it shows us that Buddhism, for example, is actually spot on. And Mark Gober talks about this idea. And again, listen to the episodes, but it's relevant now because he talks about this idea of our brain being a filter. And there's good research for it. The idea that it's not your brain that creates consciousness, which is what a lot of scientists believe. It's a filter. It's a filter for our wider knowing. How do we know this? Well, we know that when people have a near-death experience and their brain stops functioning, 
They report having these amazing expanded consciousness experiences. We know that drugs that give you sometimes, not always, but can sometimes give you expanded awareness, also lower brain activity, okay? And there's other research too. So read the book, listen to the episode. It's so very, very, very cool stuff. But anyway, trust me when I say your brain is actually a filter. Your mind is a filter. It filters out to help you to focus on this false shared consensual reality, which is your human experience, but is not the whole story. And remember, your intuition is that which connects you beyond this human body, this human experience to your greater being. Got it? So why did I waste, I didn't waste all this time, (laughs) why did I spend all this time talking about the difference between the mind and the intuition and how the, the brain works? Number one, because this stuff fascinates me. Remember, I have a PhD in psychology. These are the questions that drove me to spend a ridiculously long time in school, working really, really hard. But also because when we understand the mind in this context, when we understand intuition in this context, we can start to feel into the difference of how they might present to us. Okay? So it's just that framework for understanding the difference. Your mind is socially constructed, right? Your mind is based on a brain that simply records back you know, what we've been taught, what we have learned. And your brain is incredibly malleable. It's changing it all the time. And it's my guess that there are new and amazing ways to use the mental facility, the physical structure of our brain that we haven't even explored yet, right? And that when we grow and change and expand in our human awareness, we are also changing the structure of our brain. So how cool is that? And there's good research for that as well. But our thoughts, those conditional, conceptual ideas are based on what we've learned in this body. And our intuition is so much more. Our intuition is so much more. Our intuition is our true knowing and awareness. But here's the problem, friends, and it's not really a problem, but it can be at times. In order to encapsulate the knowledge of your soul, right, into this human experience, we got to use thought right? We got to use concepts because that is the commodity by which we understand things here. It's the commodity by which we live our lives. It's the commodity by which we communicate with each other, right? I can't do this podcast without words. You know, it would be very strange for you to tune on and listen and, and I tune in and then we just sit with dead air for 20 minutes every week, right? That would be a strange thing. Although, you know, some call it meditation. So that's, I think, where things get confusing because we need to, we want to understand, we want to get these little nuggets of our soul's wisdom into this human experience. And to do that, we kind of need words oftentimes and we need thoughts and we need form and, and we need a way to translate it into the doing that we're often, you know, wanting to do here on earth, right? Ah, And that seems really frustrating, but it's actually quite beautiful. It's quite beautiful for a couple reasons. And the guys are chiming in now to talk about me and my process, which I promised that we would do. And one of the things that they are telling me and that I understand about myself too is, and this can be true for you too, my friends, you know, there is a knowing that exists beyond words. There is a knowing that exists beyond concepts. And when we tap into it, we know, we know. And I've always believed that one of my gifts, and um, I've known this for most of my life, and, and you may have some of this too, is to be able to take that knowing 
that I can feel into things. There are things that I know in my being and understand, which I could never put into words, but I just know. I can feel them. And it's kinesthetic. It's not like emotional. It's just, I don't know. It's the feels, right? And I believe that that's more how we know things on the other side. So, and I'm going to get back to that point too. I'm being nudged. But I have always felt that one of my personal gifts is to feel into the other side, pause, and let it filter through me in words. And when that happens, it's a very different experience than sometimes I search for the word. I feel it. The word comes to me almost like a magnet, you know, but it's very different than the mind based wanting to understand things, which wants to push and shove and fit and match. And it feels very effortful. It feels very arduous. It doesn't feel inspired. Okay. So that is one difference for me. When my guidance comes through me, and especially when I'm trying to translate from the other side, sometimes the words even seem to form by themselves. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Another aspect of my experience of knowing the difference between my mind and my intuition, and by the way, I I don't always know, right? And you won't always know because minds are tricky things and they they really like to play with us and they really like to be seen and they really like to trick us into thinking, oh yeah, no, this is your intuition now. But you know, I like to think I'm pretty good at it. I've been doing it now professionally for 12 years and, and people pay me money and, and listen to my podcast and all this good stuff. And I also believe that you're really good at it too, even if you don't know it yet, right? But we're going to sometimes get it wrong and that is okay. <sighs> but one of the ways that I often know it's my intuition is by the way it feels. And there's always a sensation for me of being really present The guys are like, not always. Okay, fair enough. There's often the experience for me of being really present, really quiet, and allowing the information to arise from space, from space. It's not when I'm pushing. It's not when I'm trying. It's not when I'm looking. It's when I'm allowing. There's always this moment of allowing, allowing it to come through, and that creates space around it. The mind is always active. The mind is always filling. The mind is always creating. The mind is always doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great tool. But when we use that tool in service of our intuition, there is a pause. There's a pause. There is a tuning in. There is a listening and there is an allowing of yourself to be used as that conduit, as that vessel. And again, it comes down to this idea of allowing yourself to use the mind rather than having the mind use you. So for me, very much the experience of when my intuition comes through most of the time, and the guides are giving me an exception, it seems to arise from space and the space within. And I slow down, quiet down just enough to listen to the whispers, get out of the way and let them emerge. Now, how do I know they're different than those repetitive thoughts that we all have? And I've talked about this before. Well, kinesthetically, they feel different to me. They feel calmer. 
They feel more soothing. They're often really surprising. And they just feel right. I just know. Most of the time, I just know. And when I don't just know, you know, then I'm curious. And I let it go again because anything that we force or pursue or I have to know tends to take us into mind and then you won't know at all. So in those moments when I'm not sure, then I just surrender. I just let it go. And I know that the answer will come through again in a different way or a different form, that I don't have to push it or force it or shove it or stick it in a box or know it in the left brain sense and the mind sense of the world, right? I just let it go. And I know that inspiration will come again, you know, when I'm ready to receive it. And that is really the ticket to our intuition and in life in general, right? When we learn to flow with life, we learn to create that space of not knowing in which our truth will arise, okay? The guides also say there's another way in which my intuition comes through, and this is particular to me, but it might resonate with some of you. They say sometimes Victoria just gets so excited and she just starts talking and you know she thinks she's doing something, but really her intuition or AKA the guides in this case, really we're just, we're all working together. It's like a big wave coming through and um, she's riding it, but you know, we're going through her that way. And so they're telling me at those moments, it may not feel still or calm to me at all. And it might not feel still or calm to you all on the other side of receiving it. But it's it's akin to the same thing because the wave of the energy that's coming through is so strong, there's really no room for anything else. Ooh, and I love that. I didn't think of it that way at all. And they're saying too, that can be true for some of you as well. Again, when you agree to get out of the way, right? the wave comes through. And sometimes the wave will just come through because there's just so much pent up energy that you've been asking for it for so long. There's so much going on that the wave builds up so strong, comes through, knocks down everything else. And those are oftentimes those big spiritual experiences that so many people have, right? That seem to come out of the blue. Okay. My experience has been a little more gentle and subtle. I I haven't had those big experiences that we hear about, but they wanted me to share that now because that's another way that it's available. And again, it's just another way of getting out of the way. We learn to get out of the way. They say, you know, they call that the flow state as well. So people that, you know, are really in the flow and feel that energy coming through them, that's another way in which we can experience our intuition. Is the mind still in those moments? They say, well, yes and no. It's almost like the mind is necessarily subservient to the wave, okay? Because it can't resist the wave. I love that. All right. I have been talking about this for a really long time, and I'm going to tune in now and see if there's anything else that wants to come through, and also tune in to see if I actually answered the question. But I think this is one of those questions that you just want to come back to again and again, because I think it is a perennial question of intuition versus the mind, which is kind of the name of the game, right? So... In terms of a rubric, I'll tell you a couple things. I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. And and look for little graphics on the socials because the guides have given me those too. One, you know, the, the main difference between intuition and the mind, if you really want to tune in, is the nature of the information that comes through, how it feels in your body, in your soul, and also what you're going to do with it what you're going to do with it. And I did a whole episode on can your intuition ever be wrong? And my answer that I got from the guides is no. But your intuition doesn't always tell you what you want to hear. And sometimes your intuition will occasionally guide you somewhere that you you feel like it was a mistake. It's usually not. 
okay? But at the same time, the proof is in the pudding, right? Most of the time when we're following those inner nudges, they're taking us to greater joy, greater illumination. They're taking us towards experiences that our soul really wants us to have. They're taking us in the right way, in the right direction, right? And so the more you will know, right? You'll get a nudge and you'll act on it or you won't. And we've talked about this before and you'll be like, oh man, that was right. My favorite time to validate my intuition was working and I know what it feels like. And you'll also get those nudges where you listen and you're like, thank goodness that I did. And so part of the way that we learn to know the difference is by listening, watching, trusting, and experiencing. And that's, that's pretty much the way life works anyway. But as we conclude, the deepest way that we can discern the difference between our mind and our intuition is this. We all have a deep knowing. We all have a deep knowing of what it feels like to be in our own vibration, to be on our own energy, to be aligned with our highest and truest self. And we know innately when we're aligned with our highest being, our highest knowing, our inner truth. Everything in life or many things in life has conspired, my friends, to take you out of that knowing. But it is always there. It has always been there. And it's always here for you where you need it if you just ask to connect. And so the biggest part of learning the difference between intuition and thought is to remember that you already know. Not with your mind, not with the how do I figure this out kind of energy, but your being knows. And in those moments when you know, you know, you know. Okay? That's it. That's it. And remember too, if in a moment you're not sure, let it go, let it go. It will come again. It will show you again. It's more about reopening the dialogue between you and your higher being than knowing anything with your mind. So I'm going to leave it there for today. For some of you, I might have gotten your mind spinning, but that is okay because that's what minds do. And for others, I hope that we planted the seeds for this deeper connection, this deeper awareness of what intuition is, what you are, who you are, and how you can feel into this beautiful connection that is working for you every day. We just have to become aware to love, to trust, and to let go. So that is all I have for you today. If you liked it, if you want to learn more, check out our Facebook group, Intuitive Connection Community. Follow me on the socials, Instagram, Facebook. Those are the ones um, that I'm on. Check out our YouTube channel, all these different places to connect. Sign up for a one-to-one reading all of that good stuff to learn more. But mostly, my friends, just enjoy who you are and your beautiful connection with your own divine self. And namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste.
Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.